Hello, everyone. Here, Gutiérrez 18, your host. In today's Smart BCH Twitter Hangout, we are having as a special guest, Sequest. Okay, at Sequest, Josh Ellisthorpe. Okay, he is a OG um, guy inside Bitcoin Cash community. Okay, an original original gangster original gangsta okay josh elithorpe will be joining us today we are also having the assistance confirmed from joel valenzuela he may join as well so today's topics guys we are having a topic between cash as a global currency okay we are talking about wh whatever you want, Jaysa. Jaysa is asking if we are talking about BCH22. Yes, we are talking about... So yeah, we are talking about today about Bitcoin Cash. Also about Clementine Nightmares. Okay, Clementine Nightmares is a video game. I think that it, it is Web3 based, which is a, the an startup that it is working with Josh. Okay, Josh is working with Clementine Night Nightmares team. It's his project, and he will talk about. Uh, this project with us that has to be with blockchain, with games, with NFTs, I think. So that are both topics that we are talking about today. We are waiting for, for them to join us. Okay. So after they join, I will be telling you a little bit about what has been happening with Cholos project, okay, with Cholos Ramirez, with Cholos Army. And as you may know, guys, uh, we have experiencing, we have been experiencing a new project, okay, in Dogechain. We have added tokens in DocMoney DEX, okay, Cholos RMC tokens is now in DocMoney DEX. But that chain, that EVM blockchain, I am referring, has had a little bit of problems with RPCs, okay, with RPC points. They are very, very bad, this RPC. They are having difficulties running, okay. So the chain is experiencing this uh, super late latency, all this. It, it does not work very well, okay. So we we are delaying this project in Dogechain for Cholos RMC. It is very good to have a smart BCH, you know, because smart BCH has worked since the beginning. So we are for now only in a smart BCH. We are delaying our presentation in Dogechain for now until we have more details on how it works. This this uh, EVM, okay, we have had this uh, bad experience, so that's the news. 
also 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 what else mm, we are today yesterday we minted a lot of nfts in a smart vch these nfts have the unique characteristic that they have these green sunglasses okay they are cholos army nfts which has these green sunglasses because we are following the new trend in the community of bitcoin cash in which everyone is now wearing as profile picture uh, a green sunglasses okay you may ask why why we are using green glasses well this trend started with a guy called elliot Okay, this guy is very famous right now inside the community. He is loved by everyone, okay? So this guy arrived to St. Kitts one day before the conference, okay? And was wearing these green sunglasses, okay? These aviator sunglasses. <laughs> so everyone started talking about his sunglasses and then this, this trend started, okay? and the excuse for using them is like you are protecting yourself your eyes from bitcoin btc maxis okay laser eyes so it is very nice to have these kind of friends because we are uh, joining the community okay we have we are having co cohesion co okay joining together in this trend okay and signaling our love for a bit in cash so uh, i don't know if anyone is having like bad experience with the with hearing the the hangout okay <clears throat> okay okay uh, let me see okay we have melroy also that is joining us Melroy also a new guy inside the community which has been very very participative okay he once joined in the telegram group of Bitcoin Cash and since then everyone loved him okay he is a developer he has a developer background so he may talk about his um, initiatives that he is having for example I, I think that he was talking about adding Bitcoin Cash to a, to a website, I think. Maybe he can talk about it to us. He also is running now a server, okay, in Mastodon, in the Fediverse, which I am currently also, okay, uh, I have created an account there. Uh, my address there is at gutiman18, okay, gutiman18 in English, at xmrposter.club, okay, you can follow me there, at gutiman18 at xmrposter.club, okay, so we, uh, as everyone knows, okay, everyone is talking right now about Elon Musk, about Twitter, about Donald Trump, about FTX, okay, about aliens, okay, about 
whatever you want okay there is a lot of noise on twitter right now also about the death of twitter okay and all these things they are kind of exhausting okay uh, i personally don't follow every one of these news i think that elon musk running twitter with only 50 people is kind of good business you know not everyone can run a company that big with that brand with only 50 people <laughs> it may seem like a kind of takeover brutal takeover right so maybe there is the other side okay the other side that do not do not want this social network okay to to be something else maybe right i think that the most um, like the most um, the the extreme change that we may experience in this social network maybe our payments okay i think they want to convert twitter to a payments network something similar to to wechat maybe chinese wechat i don't think that we may experience this kind of free speech okay that where everyone can talk about whatever they want because the single the single um, uh, act of creating this verification for every user inside the network, I think is an, is an attempt okay, for freedom of, of speech because anonymity is the base or the um, what it is needed, okay? first of all, to have this free speech. If when you become public, when you have this um, face for the to the public for everyone to see you you may be kind of target okay if you become viral for example talking about something other thing other people may think are attempting to their interests okay so i i am in favor for uh, leaving twitter as anonymous as it can be okay yeah, you can add cryptocurrencies. I think that will be the next step, okay? Adding crypto, crypto payments, okay? Becoming maybe like a kind of, kind of exchange uh, alongside with Binance. I think that Binance is pretty strong. I don't think it will fall, okay? Because Binance, in the... Uh, it has a lot of reserves, okay? It, it they want to put their proof of reserves. That's that's other news that we are having. That Binance ha is having this proof of reserves in the blockchain, okay? They are publicly publicly uh, posting their blockchain addresses, and everyone is seeing what they have, what they don't have. We have see this B token, this BCH backed Binance token, which is not fully backed, right? But this transparency may be good good for this uh, industry okay what else trump <laughs> i don't believe these guys okay i think that trump elon musk whatever you are talking about they are control opposition okay they are not your friends my guys 
They, they are globalists. Okay, what is globalist? Where, well, globalist is like the enemy of nationalism, right? So, what is nationalism? I think that it is also a kind of, the of theoretical aspect of your everyday life, my guys, in which you are only paying for these guys to talk about these theories, okay, these ideologies in which you are not participating, right? You are paying taxes, you are every day working for these guys, okay, for Trump, for Elon Musk. Right now, I am working for Elon Musk, okay, I am working for free. But I am also creating community, so we are leveraging what we can, okay. Maybe this social network will become paid subscription, okay. If it's the case, we will still be here, okay, that's the idea, that's the plan, to stay here on Twitter, okay? Cholos Army Radio Network will be leveraging Twitter, okay? No matter if Elon Musk uh, have this uh, subscription, okay? We will pay it, <laughs> okay? We, uh, Josh Ellithorpe has joined SmartVCH Twitter Hangout. Uh, we say hello to Josh. Hello, Josh, how are you? Maybe you can join and talk and start talking. I am I am very curious about everything related to Josh. Okay. Josh, for example, has been here since the fork. Okay, so he is a friend, a personal friend of Coinbase founder, for example. He's a friend of Roger Beer. He is very good with terminal prompts, okay? So he uh, knows how to code, knows how Bitcoin Cash works, knows a lot of things, okay, about coding. And he is also preparing this project, this Clementine Nightmares project of his own in EVM. Okay, so he is using the blockchain, the NFTs, and will talk with us about Bitcoin Cash. Okay, we have a lot of recent news about Bitcoin Cash, for example, the Purse.io recent news, where the Purse.io founder or owner is talking about putting Lightning Network instead of Bitcoin Cash, okay? This, I think, is a, an attempt, okay? It's an attempt against the community because we we have support Purse.io since the beginning, okay? Some people said that Roger Viewer has bailed, bailed out that, that company like a lot of times. And a lot of people use Purse.io for purchasing on Amazon, okay, with Bitcoin Cash. Also, what else, what, what also, we have uh, news like, what else, Smart VCH, okay, we are talking also about Smart VCH. This bridge that was tested uh, like a week ago, okay, 
<laughs> we we still have the drama there, okay, of the community, and maybe we will have the bridge before anyone anyone expected, okay. In the community, I have experienced, I have seen people talking about cash tokens. In Cholos Army, for example, in Cholos Project, Cholos Ramirez, we are also taking this cash token thing, okay? We may be also putting our project there. So we will be in SmartVCH also in cash tokens, okay, why not? And as, as I said, we, we put a, an experiment in the Dodge chain EVM and it kind of, of failed, right? <laughs> we, we put liquidity there in Doc Money Dex. And then we discovered that this EVM has a lot of problems. I don't know how people can be there, okay? <laughs> they may have their project, okay? They may have their project there because people buy things in Dogechain. But the EVM really, it, it's very, very slow, okay? The transactions, you have to pay more gas that, that you may pay normally. So the transaction can pass through. And the RPC points, as I said, they, they lag, they don't work very well. So people have to always change the RPC in Dogechain. And these uh, make us think that Dogechain really is unusable. So we, this EVM side of the things where you are connected with other EVMs, not every EVM work. <laughs> so this is something we discovered recently. Hello, Josh. Hello, everybody. Um, how are you? I'm Where doing well. Sorry, I'm running a little bit late. Um, I couldn't hear you for a bit, but uh, it seems it's working now. Okay, that's very nice. So you're in Hawaii, you tell us, and we want to talk with you, Josh, about everything you may know about BCH, okay? We know you Absolutely. are an OG in the community. That sounds great. Yeah, you have been with the Bitcoin Cash community since the fork, I think. I've been there since the very beginning, uh, since before the fork officially occurred. I was following what would eventually be the BCH. And then I was there when the fork occurred, and I've been a holder and supporter of BCH ever since. Okay. And why, why did you uh, get interested in Bitcoin Cash? Because, for example, you start working with the Bitcoin.com okay, team. So I never worked directly with Bitcoin.com. Um, I was working at Coinbase for many years. And uh, I was a fan of Bitcoin Cash mainly because early on I was friends with the ABC team. Okay. So uh, a lot of the folks from ABC early, I was a big fan of, Amari included. Um, and Manjarian, and uh, there's a bunch of people that I thought were really um, amazing. And I was a big blocker. I thought that limiting the block size was a mistake. And I wasn't someone that thought we needed gigabyte size blocks right away. 
but we needed a rational discussion about the block size and the real rational answer is never one to four megabytes. So the whether you think that SegWit was a block size increase or not, to me is irrelevant. It's not enough capacity for even normal use cases. And I saw the Bitcoin Cash roadmap as one that made sense, which was increase the block size to support the needed financial transactions and limited op return transactions. But don't try to store all the data on chain. Don't try to put every transaction for a game on chain. You can use more verification proofs and multi-party uh, transaction construction to do contracts. And I thought that we needed that capacity and that it only made sense. Yeah, but at the beginning, uh, Bitcoin was used as Bitcoin Cash, right? They used this BTC as payments. Also, PayPal were including exactly. BTC like uh, for you to buy there in PayPal. And everything was in the road to adoption worldwide. And then this team, this Blockstream team, take over the GitHub repository. And they start throwing people out of the repository, I may think, like Kuliniau, I don't know if that's the name. Kulin, Kalin Kuliniau, this like developer right. of Bitcoin Cash. The free trader guy that is also an OG in Bitcoin Cash has told a little bit of that history and how this Blockstream team take over the GitHub repository. Why in Bitcoin Cash they may not do the same, right? Who is the controller of the GitHub in Bitcoin Cash? That's, that is one question I have. There isn't. So the thing is, is there for pro or for con, there's some things that are pros and cons for the place that I see Bitcoin Cash right now. Right. So there isn't a central authority in Bitcoin Cash, and that has caused both benefits and downsides. So I'm going to start with the downsides just because I think a lot of people don't think about the hurdles that we have to get past as a more decentralized community that other communities don't have to worry about. And so whether that comes to marketing budgets for the main brand of that currency, we don't have an organization that does that because it is decentralized. There's many teams that are doing that work. And so there isn't an authority on who can answer what is Bitcoin Cash. Bitcoin Cash is what is activated by software that has the same rule set by the miners, uh, and it changes. And so it's hard for us to have the same marketing message as some of these more centralized coins because it's easier for them to get a marketing budget, raise money, do traditional things to do that messaging, which we don't have. We're not a lot more reliant on the community and grassroots adoption and people doing the pieces they can within our community, which is awesome once you get into it and you can see what everybody is doing. But it from the outside, if you're looking at 5,000 cryptocurrencies, the marketing does matter because they don't have time to learn about all of them, especially when there's a long history about how that happened that is pertinent for a particular coin. They're not going to get to that depth. So th this is an interesting challenge for Bitcoin Cash because there is no centralized uh, uh, repositories. So even BitcoinCash.org, uh -huh. right? Right now, I have the code for BitcoinCash.org, and I let people do the uh, submit updates. We are currently trying to set up a Bitcoin Cash organization on GitHub, 
that is a combination of many, many people that would be owners, not just one set of developers. So the JIT controller who is all these teams, all these node teams that Bitcoin Cash have, because we have a lot of node teams. That is something that we have that BTC doesn't have, right? They only have Bitcoin Core. We have BCHN, which is the lead node developer team. We have also Bitcoin yep. Unlimited. We have uh, like these uh, other things like Canute, like Flowey. We have a lot of BC, uh, BCH nodes which are following the lead of BCHN right now because it is the current node of Bitcoin Cash. So inside the GitHub Bitcoin Cash repository, who is merging the things? Like all of these teams are like having the keys of the repository? Yeah, so it's a, every team is doing their own merges. So like right now, there's Josh Green that's doing the work for Bitcoin Verde. He's also been working on UTXO commitments. And then Jason Dresenhauer, he is the one that uh, spearheaded the Cash Tokens uh, initiative, which is going to be going live in next May. And so he was working closely with BCHN on the chip that he had put out. And he worked on making sure that implementation was complete with the greater BCHN team. And that team is pretty close knit. And I believe that they're they, basically any of the developers on that team do and uh, merge code. Um, and it is open for other review for other non-core members. But what's interesting is that Bitcoin Cash has a lot of different node teams and a lot of people um, cite that. The truth is, though, the main development is happening with BCHN, as well as Bitcoin Verde and, uh, and Knuth right now. Those are the developers I see as the most active, right? Bitcoin Unlimited has been working on other projects, and they have kept their software compatible. But I wouldn't say is something uh, that BCH is their main focus, as they've been relatively quiet with BCH uh, since their, I believe it was like Nexa, uh, the other chain that they're trying to push came out. And then BCHD, while I am trying to maintain BCHD, it's become more difficult to maintain BCHD given the uh, larger complexity of the latest changes. So while we have decentralization with regards to the software and different repository controllers for all of those different pieces of software, the community is still very close-knit and very much the developers have been in agreement about kind of the direction of what goes into Bitcoin Cash. And that's why the chip process has worked thus far, right? Is that the people that are contributing to the chips right now, I believe are acting in good faith. That leads to multiple dev teams being able to coordinate work based off of what they think stakeholders want. And that has been working and worked for the last upgrade. Yeah. But we haven't seen that in a contentious model yet. Okay. So we haven't seen that tested, right? Like what happens if there is a takeover of the main repository? We Would have seen a lot of consensus recently, right? Every six months, they are doing like an, a kind of upgrade to Bitcoin Cash that it can be seen as a hard fork. So we are having these different uh, like updates every six months. This is huge. I think that every software has to be upgraded. This is something the Maxis does not understand. So it's actually changed now. It's about every year. And most people have gotten rid of the six-month poison pill that blows up the software. 
Now, obviously, uh, there's still releases that need you need to maintain compatibility for. So you're totally right. There are hard forks that are happening. But yeah. what we find is if all the teams are in agreement on the contents of those hard forks, the likelihood that another third party is like very against those changes so far just hasn't been true. Because it's not just one group dictating. Yeah, no, but we are experiencing so much consensus. This is, this is kind of strange because there may be a lead voice or a kind of leadership behind this decentralization. So we may be decentralized, but we are having a leader behind the scenes because we are having too much consensus and it is great. I think that's great. And it is necessary if we, if we want to become a global currency, for example, because how we will become a, a global currency is like expanding the block size, right? So we are open as a community to this expansion of the block size from current current state to maybe uh, like 232 megabytes. They are talking about that in tests. Oh yeah, the are test doing. net are already testing 256 yeah. megabyte blocks successfully. Okay, that's, that's right. That's the number. So they are testing that capacity because we want to be a global currency. That is the topic of today, guys. Bitcoin Cash wants to be this global currency of the world and BTC can't be, okay? We have seen a lot of tweets of Maxis, of Lop, of whatever you want. You want to name it, you can see every day. Lightning Network not work. Okay. They have this kind of bad user experience, and, but they are attacking with money. I think they are loving a lot of people to talk about them. Okay, and that's why they are in the in the news. They have money to lobby people, and Bitcoin Cash. We have we have not a marketing team. Okay, we recently have this BCH22 conference. Okay, we have Sonny Genani doing an excellent job. I think. He is doing marketing. So how we can expand this activity to other people, other entrepreneurs, other people with big networks? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. we need it to expand. Yeah, we, uh, we the, need the to, the to expand better. with networks. Because there's multiple different like ideas about how to build Bitcoin. And honestly, the block size debate was more than just the block size. It was more than just transaction volume. It was a way of like how you're looking at that asset long term, right? So this idea that Bitcoin, the original, pivots as digital gold, right? That means that they want it to be absorbed into the existing financial system as a reserve asset. That's not competitive to dollars. They and it means that they want a top-down approach to adoption. They want the biggest people to have the Bitcoin and everybody else be using secondary and other solutions. Whereas Bitcoin Cash was always about trying to get popular support on the ground, people using it as money and getting a huge set of people using it as money. And that would be your protection against too much censorship is that how does a government censor a currency that has 200 million users without them having a very big problem with, um, you know, protests. So the, the answer to me is not have a select a few institutions holding all the Bitcoin that you think is going to safeguard it. 
but to have literally a billion people holding that Bitcoin so that governments can't ban it without the social revolution that would come with people complaining that their form of money is being tampered with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 this rhetoric of the Maxis, of the BTC Maxis, about BTC being gold is an attack on Bitcoin. Yeah, definitely, yep. definitely is an attack. And this has to do with their respect for the dollar as bad money or as cheap money, as they said. They think that the dollar is the best shit coin in the world. Okay, that is what they think. They are also being paid, obviously, by the government. They may be CIA plants, a lot of them. Okay. You are seeing them talking about Bitcoin, decentralization, about this este, sovereign thing, all this cyberpunk stuff. But if you see them close, how they talk about the dollar, how they see this BTC thing, it's obvious. Okay, It is obvious that they, they are not with the people. Okay, And then we have politicians in some kids like, I don't know, like, like Ronaldo and all these guys. And it is surprising how they understand Bitcoin Cash. And they are using them, they are, they are, they are using Bitcoin Cash technology because it's the only thing that they can uh, use in that island. Okay? If they don't use Bitcoin Cash, they can't use dollars. It is not functioning the system with them in that island. So a lot of refugees, for example, Roger Burke has talked about it from Russia, for example, where they have been, been banned from the system. Okay, They go to some kids and they can start using this Bitcoin Cash okay? and they cannot be censored by the government. And all this stuff, um, it makes Bitcoin Cash a threat to the system. Okay, So I think that that's why we have in the committee a lot of people that they are kind of, kind of paranoid. Okay, they, they think that, okay, maybe Smart BCH, for example, is attacking Bitcoin Cash. Okay, <laughs> there are some people that they think that because Smart so, is like the, the Smart Bitcoin Cash, wait, okay, the Smart BCH no, is no. like an attack. <laughs> okay. I, I, I want to yeah. comment on that really quick. So one of the really cool things that I think people don't realize about cash tokens, right, the spec, yeah. is that it's not just about tokens. It actually allows for much better contracts to do bridges and to be able to bridge to other networks. Mm -hmm. And okay. to me, experimenting with other side chains and chains that can be moved value, it actually uh -huh. protects Bitcoin Cash because hey, now those experiments can happen in isolation. They don't have to happen on the main chain anymore. And we can make sure the technologies are mature enough before we bring them into a main Bitcoin Cash experience. So you think and so Smart BCH is just a value add, just an add. You don't have to use it, and you can go there and you can use EVM-style smart contracts. That's great. Now, we need a working quality de uh, decentralized bridge for it to really be to shine. But Cash okay. Tokens allows for that to be much, much better for Bitcoin Cash to be able to do those bridges. So you think that cash tokens can help the bridge in a smart VCH, like bridging Absolutely. value. And that, that's something that I have heard. Yeah, definitely, definitely that can happen. I think that we can work together in ca with cash tokens. But yeah, as I, as I said, uh, 
people may be a little kind of paranoid with that uh, with the smart VCH. So, so, well, so, they, so to right, me, I, I, I don't uh, think they're rightly paranoid until we have Shawgate V2, that finally is on testnet. But you yep. know, it, since the very beginning, that I've been saying smart VCH is is a phenomenal like leap, but it was rushed. It was just not ready for it. We didn't. We launched without Shawgate, and when you know, you ask uh, how much worse can you get? Don't be surprised when that answer finds you, and that's what happened to us. And that really yeah, no, that we got burned. Reputation. But one other thing, I just want to comment on real quickly. Then, Josh, I'll, 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 I'll let you go. Sorry, but uh, just uh, the uh, thing about being a threat to the dollar. Uh, the only thing I want to point out is that actually it's funny because uh, in a in a large Twitter space. Uh, a couple months ago, Kim.com was talking to uh, some of the big guys in the BTC crowd, and they quite literally asked him, or it could have been, I think it was pretty sure it was Twitter space. You can find this online. I can find the link later, too. They said, you know, well, obviously, you know, they were talking about well, Bitcoin isn't by itself as much a threat to the dollar. Bitcoin Cash is trying to replace the dollar. So, Obviously, it's more of a threat. So why would you want that? It's not going to succeed. You're not going to beat a government. And then Kim.com is like, well, that's exactly why we need Bitcoin Cash, not BTC. Yeah. So people are talking about that. So that, that was a good point from you, uh, Zillas. Yes, that's the whole point. <laughs> Bitcoin Cash. The whole point is parallel economies. That's what the whole point is. Yeah, about uh, Bitcoin Cash is a threat to the dollar. Okay. And the BTC maxes don't want to be a threat to the dollar. They want to be like a threat to gold. Okay, yep. so uh, that's the whole point of all this fight between Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin BTC. Okay, one wants to become the global currency, and the other want to be only a heaven asset. And the, the this rhetoric is falling down because we are seeing how the market is being mani manipulated with fake BTC, for example, in EVMs, they are like wrapping the, bit, bit, the Bitcoin BTC and the, the supply may be uh, higher than they are thinking it is, right? So also the price of BTC is falling and there is no ground there. So what is the real value behind being a, a safe haven, right? Or a store of value. And then we come with uh, with what Roger Viewer says that only what can be used can be at some point uh, a store of value. Only if Bitcoin Cash, for example, is, is start being used every everywhere in the world as the dollar is currently being used, then it can become the global the global reserve currency. So there is where the value is when people start using it everywhere. So you can go with your Bitcoin Cash to every country in the world and you can spend it. So it, it then can become this store of value that BTC are talking about. Yeah, I mean, when people talk about uh, any crypto becoming the new, you know, reserve currency, right? I think that that is a, a goal that is r ridiculous, to be honest. I think that step one, though, is we need to have a network of enough merchants and people using Bitcoin Cash that it, re it provides a relatively good alternative to what people can get with the dollar. 
So that means you can get goods and services with, with it. You can get your food with it. You can pay bills with it. You can get into that environment to try to provide some kind of safety net for countries that crack down through the use of CDBCs and other con- like totalitarian measures against their citizens. Because if they try to in- incur penalties with CDBCs, but a crypto is available as an option, then there's an out for someone to still be able to buy their groceries. If they get turned off by the existing system, is there another system that they, doesn't let them down so that they don't end up losing their home, losing their food, like uh, ability to eat and all the basic services and goods that they need? To me, it's about that parallel economy because I see the CDBCs rolling out. We already see that happening where the governments want to control people's money, as illustrated with what happened in Canada. But if you, want, if you want to be an underground currency, as you are saying, then why the government of St. Kitts is making it legal tender, for example? So I think every different area of the world is going to look at it in a very different light. St. Kitts is in a unique position where the banks are underperforming and don't have a good infrastructure in that region. It's expensive and it's slow. Now, That because of that, their e-commerce options are extremely limited. So their citizens are not able to prop up stores and set that up because they don't have bank accounts. 25 plus percent of their citizens don't have a bank account at all. So any type of digital cash that works well in that region is going to be a huge boon to those residents. Transfer so, fees start becoming way <laughs> cheaper. Remittances are yeah. cheaper. I mean, they're in a spot that's very different than me in the United States. So we need only people to need it. Also, the government, if they need the, the Bitcoin Cash, they will use it. Well, here, here's the other thing a lot of people don't necessarily consider is that when so when St. Kitts adopts this and then St. Martin does afterward, look, I'm going to say if, if they do, right. but if that time comes, then these governments can trade currencies and can have more actual like physical trade or digital trade or any other kind of trade within with between those two countries without having to deal with their local currencies or US dollar their slow banking system so it's not even just for the people this can be and Josh I think this might be exactly what you're touching upon but uh, just to like yeah. like if, in my in, in my own words it's like It's like it, this enables governments to do so much more even for themselves that th this can be a very powerful tool because right now, you know, these third world nations, it's very challenging for them to like just even themselves just deal with international trade, taxes, whatever the hell else they want to do. But Bitcoin Cash can or another currency, but BCH, I think is best set right now, um, you know, has, has this incredible ability. Uh, but let me interrupt one thing real quick, uh, Josh. I'm just curious if you know because something I was thinking about with with prices not necessarily stable at this time. Um, and I know we have Any Hedge coming, which is General Protocol, great, great team. Yep. Um, would cash tokens allow us to trade those contracts? So instead of trading the BCH, instead of someone having to hold the BCH. Could they trade the contract or part of any of those any hedge contracts on chain? Uh, kind of like a wrapped contract, like a, a wrapped yeah. whatever. My guess would be yes, something like that would be possible. Uh, Jason would definitely be better the dev to describe how that would work. 
but this idea that you can uh, like send that ownership to someone else, I think is absolutely doable. Um, now what's interesting so cool. about cash tokens as well in regards to like smart BCH, people think of a token as going and getting locked and then being released through the bridge, right? So when that bridge, how it operates, people exist, I think of it as that model. But eventually there'll be pre-existing liquidity on both sides. Say that there are 10,000 BCH that are locked in an address and that 10,000 BCH in smart BCH land already exists. Cash tokens allows for a way to kind of flip the ownership of something that already exists on the bridged network. So instead of having to bridge a new coin, you can just change the ownership of an already bridged coin, which is a much faster operation because you're not actually moving anything. You're just changing the owner. Yeah, okay, uh, Hayden has joined us also to talk. Hello, Jade. Hayden, how are you? I know you have uh, recently talked about the Bitcoin Cash City thing, and some members of the community have also replied to you. If you want to talk a little bit about that, we are fine. Sounds great. Hey, Hayden. Hello. Yeah, I don't know. If you guys want to hear about that, I'm willing to talk about that. But if it doesn't interest you, that's fine as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, you are kind of a character there, right? What are you doing right now, Hayden? Watering the plants in the garden. <laughs> and there's nothing better than listening to the smart BCH Twitter space at the same time. Okay. Yeah. So, um, well, the BCH22 conference have happened recently. And there were some interesting things, like for example, the SAPIT team. I, we, we are inviting them to join next Smart BCH Tour Hangout also, because we are about Bitcoin Cash too, right? And I see India as very promising. I think that it can be the next spot, hot spot for Bitcoin Cash. Maybe comparable to Bitcoin Cash City. I, I don't know how much merchant do you have there, but uh, there in India, they are uh, using this technology that is the UPI, so they can pay with fiat uh, using Bitcoin Cash. So I think it's kind of relevant, the technology. Also, this Sony... That was, that Sony was the event. most impressive yeah. announcement I heard at uh, the Bitcoin Cash uh, conference. The instant ability to pay anywhere that with crypto, is a huge win because now, yeah, it doesn't solve the acquiring crypto problem. But now if somebody does earn crypto for work, right, and they actually get paid by their employer in crypto, they can be fully functioning in the economy and they can do whatever they need to do. That's amazingly powerful and no one else has that solution in play yet. Um, so I, I do want to touch upon that for a second. So. I'm fully supportive of this UPI thing. I think it's fantastic. But I'm also fully supportive of what GoCrypto is doing with POS systems. I know that's not a very uh, – I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me on that. However, they're doing – this UPI thing with Zapit, it, they are a payment processor now essentially because how it works is that they have their own bank account which they put money into and people send BCH 
to quote unquote the UPI, it actually get so they it gets routed to them. They take the BCH and then they send the money to the uh, the merchant to the UPI code. So they're doing the same exact thing that payment processors like GoCrypto do. Uh, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I think it's fantastic. All right? Exactly for the reason, reasons you said, Josh. But there's um, a lot of people that seem to get confused between what they're doing and what GoCrypto is doing. Uh, they're well, not realizing that that's wallet, the same. Which is where it needs to happen. Is in your wallet, it's automatically doing that conversion. You don't need them to have the point of sale. It means that someone doesn't have to go convert merchants. Right? Like, especially <laughs> the ones that are just oh, let me try to get them to do custodial crypto through their existing payment processor becomes irrelevant. And then if you, they want to take BCH directly, then that's great. And that would also be supported from the same user wallet. That's a win. Right. Yeah. 100% agree on that. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, you don't have to to add the, the merchant. You don't have to convince them to start uh, downloading a wallet that they don't know how to how it is used and all these things. People, all of them, almost every people, they are like uh, resistant to change, right? They they are kind of fearful also to changes. We have seen this through history when start when people start using electricity, all these things. They think that the electricity may harm them. And that's why they, they want to continue using horses, they want to continue using uh, candles, all these things. But I think that we have a global system that is superior to the national systems that we are uh, having right now. So uh, the nature will do its way. I think that we will open the paths like we are doing with the UPI. And if you can pay with your with Bitcoin Cash to, to every merchant and they will receive these rupees or whatever, it is also the thing that Go Crypto, for example, is doing. So maybe people can start accepting Bitcoin Cash receiving fiat first, right? So <laughs> systems like Go Crypto and, and Sapit may have a bigger, like, Mm, adoption by the people. I think that that is the correct path. I mean, so, Go Crypto it's, is an amazing product. They 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 have been able to onboard so many merchants through their solutions. I'm huge. Like I think that they're doing great work, and hopefully more people start accepting crypto. And the conversion to allow someone to accept fiat and then take crypto into their accounts is a way that enables people to start paying more people payroll in crypto directly because whether they're getting the crypto from the customer or not they're guaranteeing enough crypto comes in that they can do payroll becomes a really great option for those that are trying to get out of the existing system so that's something coming between go crypto 2.0 and 3.0 but there's also another piece of exciting news i'm not allowed to share it but uh, I can, I can, I can, I can say it indirectly or with little hint. There may have been a country that forced a certain currency to be accepted by all merchants, and there's a certain payment processing company that is was called in by the government there to provide a solution to get this to work. And while this certain payment processor or company is there, they're going to be doing what they can to perhaps 
make the government less strict about that one particular currency that they forced on everyone and perhaps add another. I can't go any more specific than that, but if you're following along, you might be able to guess which company and which currency and which country and all that. Okay, but why do you can't talk about it? Because I'm not supposed to. Uh, I, I I talked with I talked with the CEO of Go Crypto. I spoke with them for hours, and like this is one okay. of the things that they're doing. Uh, uh, well, there we go. Now I just gave away part of the company. But it's not it's not that it's that quiet. But the main reason to stay quiet about it is because it, for people in certain other communities to hear about this they could try and backstop this kind of like what happened in saint martin where after rolando mentioned that he was getting his full salary paid in bch a bunch of btc maxis contacted him and told him to uh give up on that and go to bcc and that they would pay him off um and so that that's the main reason for keeping on the download for now but go crypto is doing some great stuff in the background but the one thing that uh people had mentioned to me, which I didn't really think about, I'm curious to get all of your opinions on it, is, so go crypto for payments to make it as seamless as possible, unlike BitPay or Coinbase Commerce, they guaranteed the funds. So if you pay with BTC, for instance, you don't have to wait for a confirmation. You just pay and you leave. And then go crypto takes that risk that that person now double spends. Um, and so what someone said to me is that, uh, that kind of kills Bitcoin Cash's competitive edge of instant safe transactions. Um, and they're right about that. But I also think it's important for a payment processor that wants crypto to be adopted to do what they're it's, doing. So I'm it's, curious it's right what you and guys wrong. think. Because the thing is, is you're not, if you get into a crypto, you're not only going to be paying through a payment processor. Right. You're also going to be sending to and from your friends. You're going to be sending it to and from other web wallets. So your experience with the crypto is not just that insulated experience from Go Crypto, and if they're using uh, inferior product that takes longer confirmation times or doesn't have quality zero conf or has issues in other areas, then that's going to hurt them. Well, right, but so here you. Here's the thing about it. So Go Crypto, their main strategy towards adoption is to make it as simple and stupid as possible, where they don't even tell the merchant basically anything about the crypto. They just say, you know, if someone pays, they're gonna get you're gonna get your funds and that's it. So the merchants don't even have to know about anything because when their initial trials with this, they had like the merchants have to go and scroll through to select a currency for people to use, and it's just way too complicated. People just eventually said that you know we don't accept it, even though they did. So they don't they don't even they don't explain to the merchants any of this competitive edge. They don't they don't mention it. And so yeah, Josh, you're right about people using it day to day, but from the merchant's perspective, particularly forget forget the user. At least just from the merchant's perspective, it all works the same, and that's fine because it is consumer driven. But, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that will take their BTC or their Ethereum and they're going to now, of course, they have the network fees, but they're going to, you know, get off their exchange or use their exchange wallet. And they're just going to send it off to the merchant and be like, wow, look how fast this is to all their friends, uh, because they're never going to do a peer to peer payment because, well, clearly they don't do that. Otherwise, we'd have more people on the BCH side than BTC side. They're all speculative. 
Yeah, so you can fake all these the zero conf transactions. Well, uh, the, the truth is, is that a lot of those transactions from exchange wallets, if I know it's coming out of an exchange hot wallet, of course I'm going to allow a zero conf payment. Those people aren't going to double spend me. They have million fucking people using their platform. They do withdrawals all the time. If it's coming from a, like a Coinbase outbound hot wallet, approve. That shit's not being double spent. Yeah, so like there's but... certain addresses. It's like, it doesn't matter what the crypto is. There's already a trust relationship. And people are going to leverage that to make things look fast no matter what. The yeah, only time that things really fast, differ is if both if sides are fast, untrusted. Like you can use a bank. <laughs> you want to be fast, you can use a bank or a centralized uh, technology. But Bitcoin Cash has these two things together that uh, almost no other crypto has. That they are, it is fast and it is also decentralized. But if people is dumb enough, they will not recognize these two characteristics of Bitcoin Cash. They can be very well, um, like a. Mm, say, like uh, engañados, no? Like they, they, they can be fake. They can be uh, uh, like people can believe whatever the, it is they are being told by any company that is like, accepting crypto. But uh, this characteristic of Bitcoin Cash uh, may be good for parallel economies. Like if you have a parallel economy where you are against some government regulation, all these things, Bitcoin Cash is the only thing that they can use. But as, as you said, Josh, I don't know if this bit, if these uh, parallel economies can be created. Also, maybe people is not brave enough to start creating these societies that, has, that are against the, their government or against paying whatever they are asking them for. Uh, Maybe if people start like take, being aware of all these things that they are being subject to in the fiat economy, they can start political parties, all these things that they are like in the way of, of the system and they think that that can solve the problem. <laughs> but how you convince them that they have to use this technology that came from nowhere, from a guy that is unknown, from an anonymous guy that is uh, like Jesus Christ uh, kind of thing, and that it will save them from this uh, technocracy or whatever they are planning to do. So I think that it is it has to be a very like a special kind of people that create this this parallel economy using crypto for the purpose. Um, I think that as Mini Satoshi says, maybe this kind of tech that um, fakes this zero conf can be like competitive to Bitcoin Cash. So we are as a community, we have to to come together and start marketing to people that have similar ideas to us. I think that uh, joining to mind-like mind, mind people, like people that think kind of the same as us, maybe it will be the way if we really want to be like this underground technology that will help humanity, as Kim.com says, and all these guys that they are like mm, clowns 
talking to the to the sky and nobody uh, like take attention to them kim.com has has talked a lot in the in the spaces this four four hundred k spaces he has talked about between cash and crypto uh, for the people to use it not for uh, speculate with it and all this kind of stuff but the other people may only joke about them or they will only think that hmm, that that maybe never happen right because the government is so big we are like bombarded every day with news from twitter from fox news whatever and they are like indoctrinating people to think what they want them to think okay with FTX, people start thinking, ah, crypto may be very, very, este, like scary. It may, will be will harm harm the people if they join crypto, for example. So they are creating these agendas. If if Bitcoin Cash really wants to 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 reach the people that can join because they believe that crypto will be the change or the real changer for the humanity then we, we have to start thinking that way also like creating these kind of small groups okay like like the first christians <laughs> start creating a long time ago a underground okay there in in the religion we we are a kind of a religion also the first Christians, they, they joined together in a small groups underground, okay? And then the emperor Julianus have to... Uh, uh, the Roman Empire was pa a pagan, right? And they have to change the religion to the Christianity because this movement gets so big underground that they have to adopt it. They have to become Christians. So I think that Bitcoin Cash is kind of similar okay to the first christians that they join together and underground in small groups with similar minded people that they know what satoshi is about right because satoshi is a very rare thing that happened to humanity it was like like a kind of moment that is that uh, now it only we have the memories of it right and we have to teach other people about this okay i think that we have to become teachers because if we, if we don't become teachers maybe in the future these kind of things that can be faked okay people will join these technologies and they will start using these these centralized entities and they will think that they are using crypto and they in and then it will only be used like a reward token for example in credit cards <laughs> so I think that we we are we we can get that kind of destiny if, if we not if we do not teach the people. Unfortunately, you know, there's um, people need to be able to wake up to the fact that a decentralized currency, or you know, that the world has changed now that free market currency is is an option, right? So for most of our existence, the currency has been by decree of some sort where someone just says that you need to use a particular token or dollar or item, and that's because they have to pay tax using that item. So it needs to circulate in the economy. 
This has been the way for a very long time. And so getting people trained to get away from something like the dollar is really very difficult because they've been trained, their parents have been changed. It's like generations have been trained on believing that that thing fundamentally has a different value than everything else. And so converting those systems is, is, is always difficult. And people just need to realize that the, much like the separation of church and state, right? There were a lot of people that didn't believe that should happen and a lot of people that did. And that separation, I believe, was a good thing. I think the same thing about money and state is it's not an issue of, um, you know, we want a more fair, safe, better, non-debased money. That's not a bad ask. That's not anti-government. That's pro-better money. And yeah, I don't want them to be involved with it because their appropriation of money has proven to be not very well handled, as can be seen by multiple depressions and failures of economic handling over the last, you know, many, like over the last century at least. So it, to me, it's a no-brainer. It's that the argument isn't an anti-government one or a pro-government one. It's that the government shouldn't be in control of currency because they did a poor job, and humanity should be able to agree that a better currency that's actually fair, that can't be manipulated, that everyone can use, is a better option than what's happening now. This is a safer play. Yeah, but you have to create the media to reach that people because they are only hearing what the mainstream media is saying. So if we do not create that effect in the, in the people, in the, in the reaching of these people, we may not or we may never uh, teach or, or instruct these people that it, there is a better technology. So I think the, the media has a big a big participation, a big um, like role in the adoption of the cryptocurrencies, okay? And we do not own any of this. So that's why it's important kind of things like uh, Elon Musk owning Twitter, right? That's why people get excited and all these things because they think that Elon Musk will be like the, mm, the person that will guide humanity to a better destiny. And this, this all is very related with, with the crypto hype, right? Maybe Elon Musk will, will, will achieve this dream of reaching people and teaching them how to use crypto. It will, it will be like kind of, of um, paradoxical, but it can happen. Uh, so I want, I want to touch upon this uh, and tie this back to marketing real quick. Uh, one, briefly, Kim.com currently is probably our best bet because Elon Musk actually responds to Kim.com, whether it be Bitcoin Cash or just now, regard, like an hour ago, regarding uh, uh, former President Donald Trump's account. Um, but the, the, the second thing is that on social media, for Musk to continue pushing this, and then just in general, every last one of us needs to do a better job of... and. I don't like this like hive mentality type thing, but it is important for marketing, especially when our users are more active, but also fewer is that whenever we see a Bitcoin cash related post, we should be liking that. We should be sharing it. We should be commenting on it. Uh, if we're sharing news or talking about Bitcoin cash, we should be using the hashtag Bitcoin cash. And I get it's not as 
flashy because we don't have a hash flag like uh, BTC does. But every last one of every single like makes a difference. And it, a lot of people may not realize that or they might not believe it. But I mean, that's that's inherently the problem, because when everyone's thinking like that, no one's going to like it. So we need to break that mentality. And I, I've been pushing for this uh, at over and over. But I, I hope that, you know, everyone here as a community, we can all pitch in more towards that. Every like, I'm not saying so everybody, but like all I, I, I look at it slightly different. And okay. I, I'm going to just kind of throw this out there, right? As a slightly different way to look at how we market Bitcoin Cash as a community. I agree with you, right? When there's good content out there, we should be liking it, making sure we tag it. Those types of things are important. I'm not saying that they're not important. But the focus needs to be not on cash, right? If the focus is Bitcoin Cash, then they think that this is another thing about just pushing their coin or whatever. So you got to think about the viewpoint from someone else outside of our community that is getting those types of tags from every community, XRP, BTC, ETH, ETH people, all of them do the same thing. And a lot of it is really fucking scammy. And one thing I'd rather do is start talking about the problem domains that we're actually trying to solve. Right. So articles about the separation of money and state. How does that look? What are the options today? And come to a conclusion that Bitcoin Cash is one of the options that actually makes sense to solve that. And you sell the new things that we want people to do. And then the action at the end is if you're interested in this and what we're doing here, this is why we're doing it. And we're in the Bitcoin Cash community. Rather than like, come here, Bitcoin Cash. Yeah, Bitcoin Cash. Because then people, even though it seems you're, that you're creating some air of excitement, people aren't actually getting drawn in by that. No, I, I agree with you. I, I Perhaps I, I worded it poorly. Is not just the spam, like the hashtag always, right? But when people are posting about something in BCH, that we should be liking, retweeting, just you know, to spread that that news. But then also on to, um, but also what you said, I completely agree on the fact you know we should on the you know separation of money and state. But you know, I do think that we should. I don't know if we should be. Now, obviously, everyone's free to do whatever they want. That's that's the whole point of all this. But I feel when we push a singular message, or not, I don't want to say singular. Well, I'm just using that as an example, to be clear. Like another message could be, uh, why have middlemen on our peer-to-peer transfers? And have like an example of someone going to the farmer's market and what happens when you go and you pay your farmer, right? right. Here's what happens if you used a visa. And here's the third parties involved. Here's the fees they took. Here's how much the farmer got. And here's the privacy problems that happened with that flow. And this is the traditional finance flow. No, And comparing that. I get it, uh, yeah. but I still think that's like that. That's that's what we need to like to sell people that are interested in the space, but or the more po- political oriented people. But uh, my overall point is that not about like that single message, but those kinds of things are not going to attract the ninety nine percent. Yep. I mean, we want to be idealists and think that everyone cares about it. But truth be told, I mean, maybe there's a larger portion than 1%. It probably is. But to attract the 99%, uh, 
we we need to just be talking about how does this improve your life you, right now just very simple ideas where we don't have to talk about oh we're going to take over the fed or, or the, replace the fed we don't have to talk about all these middlemen because then it gets boring and people lose interest it, it it's you just got to be quick pitches like look at and i think the best example the, or one of the best examples right now is with flipstarter like where Kickstarter or Indiegogo censor campaigns, I, I can't imagine a better use case for Flipstarter. Where and then especially if we can get like any hedge or something with that. But if we can get, um, if we can get Flipstarter, we can push Flipstarter where a Kickstarter gets kicked off the platform or gets limited or something. That's like a great use case where it's instantly relatable to thousands, tens of thousands. I think that's people. a fantastic idea. That, I mean, that's uh, that's incredible because, but it, it needs to be actionable, and we need to be able to help the people do it, right? So when someone says that they want to send money to someone, right, and it's being blocked by traditional means, that's when the community should be stepping up and saying, "Hey, we can do this campaign with you, and we can show you how these tools work that guarantee that you're going to get payment." And actually explain those topics to people because I agree that's another fundamental advantage we have with BCH. Yeah, so the hashtag uh, thing that Minisatoshi was talking about, I think that it can uh, reach people, okay? Like a kind of marketing, uh, like a bot marketing thing, right? Like repetitive. If it is repetitive enough, it can function. I think that repet uh, being repetitive is good, okay? You can repeat an idea that is a lie and it will become a truth, okay? This was said by Goebbels, I think. And it is what happens with Corona fake, okay? They repeat so much this nonsense that people start believing it was truth. So that's what, how marketing works actually, right? If you go to people to people and you start uh, being rational with them, they may be kind of get bored or something because almost every people, they, they only want to be entertained, okay? They only want to, to, to eat and being entertained okay like this is the bread and circle thing and that's why ftx was so so este, like kind of um, successful right with their marketing because they they reach this kind of people but what is the is the essence of bitcoin cash that is the main topic the main theme i think that we have to think about is Bitcoin Cash for the masses? Yes, that's the, the correct answer because that's the nature of Bitcoin Cash, okay? But does everybody will under, understand Bitcoin Cash or they have to be mandated to understand it? Like in El Salvador that they are teaching people how BTC works, right? Elementary school children right now, they are seeing in their books how BTC may replace gold, Okay. It may never happen, but these childs are, are, they are being taught about this. Okay, so the question is, does it have to be mandated for people to adopt it worldwide? Or do we have to be more entertaining, like Dogecoin, for example? Or do we have to have a, a messiah like Elon Musk that is every day entertaining people? You know that, right? Every day, this guy tweets something ridiculous, and everybody is retweeting this and that, and all this kind of nonsense. Okay, that he fired like five thousand employees. Okay, 
what, uh, why do I care? Okay. That's why I, I am joining Mastodon and all these kind of networks because they are not talking about Elon Musk every day and every time, like 24 seven. So people may want this kind of entertainment. Not every people, but most of them. So being entertaining and being repetitive, I think can work. Okay, actually can work and, and joining people that has huge networks. For example, Kim.com uh, joined uh, Elon Musk in recent spaces. I think that that was kind of a good thing. Okay. It may not be completely understood by, uh, by everyone, but I think that it is a good thing. Okay. Uh, so also, I am kind of the school of Josh. Or so Josh, Josh is talking about, well, you have to use Bitcoin Cash because if you don't use it, you will have to pay carbon credits. <laughs> okay, people don't, don't understand that they are going to be slaves in the near future if they don't use Bitcoin Cash. Okay, so what, what can be done? That's the, the thing, that's the main reason. Okay, we are talking about this global currency aspect of Bitcoin Cash. How can we reach all these people that only want to be entertained and only want to do common things in life every day? Right? How that, can they understand the message? Wait, let's go back to like a golden adage, right? Is to think globally and act locally, right? So I think we need to worry a lot less about what we see in the greater Twitter sphere, Facebook, all of that and get, pay a lot more attention to what we're, what's happening inside of our actual communities and figuring out what it looks like for the people around us and the features they need, whether that's e-commerce features from Bitcoin Cash, whether they, whatever it is to try to adopt the people actually around us in the real world. Because guess what doesn't exist in the real world? All the misinformation campaigns and paid fucking trolls and bullshit that is really counterproductive to the greater industry. Us focusing on our local communities and figuring out how we can get people to be informed and educated about having an option in a world where digital payments might go under the purview of government with CDBCs is something that a lot of people are open to and they've heard about crypto before. But what I found is actually talking about it as money is what makes it so that they do pay attention. Because in my experience, the moment I bring up it as money, people feel like, wait, not as a speculative instrument. You're not talking about FTX. You're not talking about trying to make money from it. You're just talking about like it being used as currency. And it's like, yes, then that's actually the stuff they haven't heard. They're a lot more inclined to listen, in my opinion, at least in my local area. And that's been a lot more effective for me. And I believe that's the way to organically grow the community. Because if your community is talking about something positively and then someone goes on Twitter and they read some negative shit, they're just going to assume it's a troll or a bot. It doesn't have the same impact as someone that didn't have those conversations with a real human. So let me, let me dive in here real quick, at least in the United States. So, um, there's some great opportunities here. Uh, Satoshi's Angel still has their 20% Bitcoin cashback campaign. And I want to make uh, this, I want to push Josh's point here a bit further. You know, a few things that are quick facts and then 
here's a great way to get people interested potentially. When you're in your communities with people that know you, obviously, as just as Josh said, nobody wants to be sold on a new speculative asset. It gets annoying. When you talk about it as cash, people start to listen. But, you know, it's more than just talking about it as cash. It's more than just even showing that oh, I can send you this digital money and you can send it back to me or whatever. In the U.S., we have some great real examples. You just need to mention three names and instantly people pay attention. Bitcoin Cash is accepted online and in store at every AMC movie theater, at every Gucci store, and every Tag Heuler store. It's accepted everywhere. Now, how I do this, and I've gone to quite a few of my friends to actually go ahead and do this, is at least with AMC, um, they go, and or maybe we're going together. And like, listen, we're just going to pay in Bitcoin Cash, and then while you're just just post on your social media, and then you get twenty. Firstly, it's it's way faster because you don't have to type in a fucking credit card number. You have not to use a credit card. It's it's crazy. It would be in AMC at least they have zero conf enabled on their BitPay integration, which is great. So you go, you do it, and then you tell them like. Also, by the way, you're telling them before like you. They'll send you twenty. You can get twenty percent back right now. Just post an image of your your receipt on social media, and just go fill out this form in thirty seconds. And in a day or two, you're going to get twenty percent of that money back. So, like they do, you know, you go buy a twenty dollars movie ticket or whatever. Now you get five bucks back or whatever. Like the next day, four bucks back the next day. Like people are pretty amazed by that, and they they love that, and that it encourages the it encourages them to. Take a little, maybe not a lot, but buy a little bit, or they ask you for, it and you can exchange, and you can become like the temporary middle bank, and then they continue to use it. And so that's what's happened in a lot of my car communities. And also, I got so there's a guy who um, he gives like one dollar discount codes. You pay him three bucks, and he gives you a, a coupon that gets you a dollar off of gas or up to twenty five gallons. I've used them for a while. Now I've always paid in Bitcoin cash. And the first day, I got him to accept it, which is great because he was only doing like Zelle before, which I don't want to tie my email or anything to this or my bank account. Um, but he didn't even know that you could actually spend this anywhere. And once I, I, I told him, I was like, hey, by the way, you know, all this Bitcoin cash spends any, you can actually go to AMC and spend it, you can Gucci, wherever. He started sharing it on social media. He loves this. And so, that's the, so just pushing your point more, a little bit more, Josh, is like, People don't realize that you can actually use this day to day. First is another great example, right? It's like I've ordered hundreds of orders of stuff from Purse. And they arrive. And yeah, I've had glitches just like every other e-commerce. I've had stuff where I had to go back and forth a couple times. But it works and I get like 25% off my Amazon orders. Yeah, that too. That That's another big one that I tell people about. The only thing I just preference with, you know, Maybe you have you can get like twenty percent off. Maybe you have to wait a day for the order to go through. But you know, fine, just put whatever you want as long as you don't need it tomorrow. And just put it through that and you'll you'll be set. And it's like that one's a little harder of a sell, at least in my groups, because people just I agree. don't really care. I, the places they're already going is always gonna be an easier sell. Like you right. already go here and they take BCH, it's easier. Exactly. But like once you get them in, like so the people that I got to go to AMC and use Bitcoin Cash, 
Then they went to parse.io and started using that. And then they're like, wow, this is incredible. So, uh, but that's just my convenience. I'm not saying that's for everyone, but, but in my experience, that, that, that's the order that's worked well for me. And it's like, it's people really, yeah, exactly, Josh. Like people don't realize how easy this stuff is. And then people actually accept it. it's not everywhere yet, but there are people that do it. Yeah, I think that also the community has been like uh, hurt a little bit by forks that has been uh, since the history of the Bitcoin Cash uh, in the in the history of Bitcoin Cash has been with a lot of forks like two forks. Right now we have the Bitcoin, the BSB fork, also the eCash fork, and Bitcoin Unlimited also is like creating their own blockchain and all these things Hayden has talked a little bit with them I have seen a lot of videos of him talking with eCash people and personally I think that they are doing a good job but they have not created a new product like Bitcoin Cash has already solved this thing that uh, of being peer-to-peer cryptocurrency decentralized all the thing why eCash and all these things they are like copying the eCash theme, right? How they, can they uh, like do a, a new product? Why they are separating from the Bitcoin Cash community if they are not creating something new? So, Only for power or for something like that? There's a there's a few things. I, I, I'm not going to say I'm the biggest expert on this, but they all use one little thing as an excuse. Uh, however, I do have to say, you know, the electronic cash, uh, sorry, the, the e-cash crowd, they're, I mean, the community is basically all bots. Uh, at least that's what it feels like. That's why I, I sympathize with what Josh is saying, his clarification on like what I was talking about earlier. I'm glad he, he clarified uh, or he, he, he mentioned, he, he contradicted me how he did because that, that's exactly right. We don't want to be like them. But, you know, they do have a cool technology called Avalanche, which took way too long. I don't think it's the right move for Bitcoin, but they do the Avalanche protocol in a much better way than the actual currency Avalanche, just because it has a proof of work backing. But it also kind of has its own centralization issue where a less connected node then. I mean, it makes sense. I'm not not going to lie. I'm a big fan of what they're doing at eCash. I just, my issue with what happened with that split is how the split happened and the demand for part of the block reward on an existing chain that had an existing contract for the miners and people that worked on that chain and trying to deviate from that on an existing coin, I thought was terrible, but they are doing interesting things over there. I hope they do something well, but the fracturing of the big block community has hurt all of us. The truth is, is that the, the communities that formed from each split, all of it was, you know, different crowds. And whether you liked them or not, that split the big block community into a lot less relevant. <laughs> and yeah, that's exactly. just what happened, you know, and then all these other coins come in and people are getting returns. The press is all about them. And it's our own fault because we weren't able to agree on a roadmap and stick together as big blockers and keep the community just as big and as vibrant as the biggest out there. So I want to touch upon that uh, because I think we have an opportunity to start getting one community pack. And whenever I initially propose this, there are people that say, you're crazy. 
Uh, so you guys might think I'm crazy, but I've talked, I've spent countless hours with the BSV crowd. I'm in, I go so frequently to their Twitter spaces. And, you know, the one shocking thing to me was since day one, they made me a speaker and they shut down anyone who tries to crowd me out. I mean, I'm generally the only person pushing, like talking about BCH versus BSV, but they are pretty good about, you know, letting me have my voice there. And the, the general community sentiment from them is that it's twofold. One, they are they use BCH still. They use it for when they actually want to spend stuff because people don't use BSV yet. But they love the technologies on BSV. Like I have to say, Twitch is an amazing protocol. It is so cool. I'm not a fan of how they do the um, the NFTs on chain because it's all printable data, and there's no incentive for nodes to continue storing it. So it creates a whole issue. Uh, so that's not the right implementation. But overall, the platform is very cool. And they have other stuff like Handcash, which used to be BCH and then went to BSV. But they have a cool feature where they use the NFC chips and phones to be able to transmit data um, or uh, funds. So like tap to pay, basically. So they have interesting stuff. But that community is so it is shockingly not everyone, but there's a lot of people in that community that are shockingly open to, to communication BCH and want to see BCH improve so that they can come back over. Now, I'm not suggesting in any sense that we should increase the off return limits. But if we can find, for instance, a middle ground that can get Twitch to come. I'm not going to lie. I, I am a fan of increasing the off return. Not okay. to a huge level. Not <laughs> right. megabytes, right? But, dude, I think one kilobyte fucking off return is very reasonable. Oh, I agree. But the one thing Dude, is that with Twitch, one kilobyte off return, you, it opens up like a tremendous about, amount of stuff. Now, truth is, is the contracts and other data payloads are going to be larger on chain. So uh, I, I, I'm not I'm not against it at a fundamental level, but no, it I'm has not, to come I'm, with like all the reasoning behind it. And it has to go through like the normal chip process so we can check with stakeholders and see what the feedback is on making any of these changes. And I don't see them doing any of that. So I, so I keep telling them to submit a chip, and I think they will. Uh, I've had a lot of talks with the CFO, uh, sorry, CTO and CEO um, guys, and I have some DMs with them. And I think they may propose a chip for 2024, though the thing is that might be too late. But they, I don't think it's going to get approved because they say the minimum they need is 10 kilobytes. Not one. One IP. Yeah, that's ridiculous. See, that just turns you into a data payload chain. I wanted to make sure right. that it had enough room for multiple, like, inner protocols to work together. And right. so I'm a fan of having multiple op return and having slightly larger op return sizes and then really capping it at a very small, small but usable value. Um, and so, but like 10K, like if you just do the math, it ends up being, it's promoting storage that doesn't make sense, like those NFTs and stuff. Exactly. It's exactly what you're talking about. That's, that's why I'm saying I think I, I've been pushing a long time. I really want to have an open panel, not debate, but like thing where we can get a couple BSV guys, doesn't have to be BSV developers because that's all centralized, but like the people building tools, maybe one guy from Handcash, maybe one or two from Twitch, 
and then get. I'll be honest. I love the guys from Handcash. I've met them in person multiple times. Alex and I still communicate. I am a fan of that team, and I think their wallet was really cool. It still is cool. I don't use BSD, but like they are a shining example of someone that built something cool and usable for a blockchain wallet. And I'll give them credit for that. I just wish they would have stuck with a currency I think is a lot more relevant. Well, that's. That's where I'm, that's what I'm trying to get to is that I want to get some of these guys in a room. No, I don't want to beat them up. I, uh, I want to get some of these guys in a room, and I want to get some BCH devs in the same room. And I think in a physical space, it would have it'd be way more impactful than just a Twitter space. But a Twitter space could maybe be enough. If we can get a couple of these guys to get together, and maybe it's not going to be successful at all. It could be a total failure. But we get a couple of these guys together where – People can listen in if they want, but it really should only be those guys speaking. If they can come up with some just hot, hot ideas, hot takes on how they could get what would need to happen on both sides to, for instance, get Twitch on BCH or to get Handcash back to BCH or to just have Handcash do both currencies. Yeah, I, think I, I look at it as... Like, I don't want to have to be convincing people to use BCH, right? I think that the truth is, is that when you have a large enough user base and interest base, then the conversation comes up naturally. Right now, we're in an environment where people are not very bullish and adoption of, you know, any of the peer-to-peer solutions has been pretty slow. So it's been slow for all of us, right? We haven't seen gangbuster peer-to-peer cash use by any stretch during any of these bull markets. There are markets in other parts of crypto that are succeeding, not the use case that we're looking at what, that we want to be successful. Well, and sure. so, I just, let me sure. just quickly, quickly interject, and then I'll finish. Uh, sorry, okay. use the option. I just, uh, uh, Josh, um, just wanted to point out one thing. Uh, when I say this, I don't mean convincing them to go to BCH only. I mean to be dual protocol so that people can experience using both currencies and they can make up their own mind. Because we're never going to convince them to switch over entirely, I don't think. Not yet. That I think that they are pulling this uh, kind of uh, agreement with Bitcoin Cash because there there was a pull request in their GitHub repository where they want to accept oh. stealing coins, no? Something like yeah, coin yeah, stealing so or something the, like that. I'll give you the background on that because I talked to a lot of BSD guys on this. And so... The, the, so this allows coins to be moved forcibly if they say um, government demands it, or like not get demands it, but like a core process goes through. But this inherently centralized something when you create a backdoor, anyone can use it at some point. Um, but the reason it's being done is not because they actually want to use it necessarily on BSV. The, 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 the broad, the, the real reason is because CSW believes that if you can show the courts that it is possible to forcibly move uh, Bitcoin, that when, if he ever wins... That's not Bitcoin. Bitcoin, by definition, in the white paper, is a a set of key, uh, it's a chain of key signatures. So if you don't have a chain of signatures, right, it is not fucking a Bitcoin movement, and it is not a Bitcoin. So no, the moment well that they do that comp that that special type of transaction, the thing that they're moving that landed in the other place no longer even fits the definition in the white paper of what a Bitcoin is. Exactly. But my point, <laughs> when I, so the 
point of this is that he wants to show it's possible to do so that if he wins a case, he thinks when he wins a case, then he can get the U.S. government or whoever to say, all right, Blockstream, you have to implement this in the Bitcoin core and you have to give them Satoshi's coins. So the reason exactly. is just to show it can happen, even though it's not Bitcoin anymore. Yeah, anything could happen. Right? Anything could happen. Yeah. So, Josh, do you want to talk a little bit about Clementine nightmares to the auditorium here? I mean, if people are interested, it seems like the direction took a different course. Uh, but <laughs> yes. I could definitely, at least at a high level, talk about Clementines for a minute. Yes, please. Talk yes. us a little talk bit about that. Okay. So um, Clementine's Nightmare is a game I've been working on. Um, if you check it out at clementinesnightmare.io, uh, it includes a white paper at the, at the site. At its core, it's a, um, a game and a story in a universe about a girl uh, named Clementine. She's 15, and she wakes up, and her parents are gone. And the, her nightmares that have come to life in the world around her. And dreams have entered the world, and it's this um, whimsical, macabre, scary universe where she's trying to find her parents, and she's meeting all these amazing beings along the way and learning lessons about herself and how to defeat the nightmares that keep popping up. And a lot of it is the manifestations of herself. She's really learning how to be, you know, to, to conquer those things with, from within. And we've designed this really fun 3v3 uh, battle arena. And I'm calling it kind of a strategy MOBA engine because it's kind of that top-down view, kind of like League of Legends. We just recently put out a gameplay trailer. Um, it's really early. The build's only about 35% complete. So be forgiving. But uh, that is uh, Clementine's Game. Uh, is our Twitter account, and it has a preview of the action, uh, six characters loading in the battlefield, shows you some of the basic animations we've gotten done so far, but we designed 40 different characters. Currently, we're working on getting between 10 and 12 characters done for the alpha, which we're hoping to have done by Q2 of next year. But um, it started off as a project I wanted to build when CryptoKitties was popular back in 2018. And it was a different game and different universe, but I got into the space to try to design a game. And after many years of kind of revising Clementine and her characters with a really wonderful set of partners and, uh, you know, uh, in Norm and Alan and Ben and a bunch of great people that I work with, it's, been amazing and so we're just trying to build this game we did a giant nft sale of 2d art for all of our characters at the beginning of the year that happened on ethereum uh mainly because of the volume we wanted to do a big splash and ethereum was where the volume was and we had spent a lot we had over 100 artists work on that collection uh well there's two collections there was the genesis collection and the eclipse collection that we released and we've released all this art to the community. It was actually really great, but it's taken some time for us to get the gameplay stuff up and situated. And that's been awesome. It's finally happening. We're finalizing network code right now. So that's my big brain dump about Clementine. So NFT games are mostly play to earn, right? 
Are, well, so are you having Clementine's a currency or something? Not quite like that. So what we wanted to do with Clementine is build something where you can earn, but it's not play to earn. So what I'm saying about that is, you know, I looked at it as when I used to play World of Warcraft, I put a lot of effort into my character, right? And when I was done with that character, there were black markets where I could sell that character because that character is worth something. It's got great armor or these special achievements that have been done with that character. So I wanted to have preserve that aspect of a user economy for Clementine. So the way we designed it is there's an in-game currency that is not a token. It's called just Pixel. You can earn that token by playing matches, and there's a bunch of different achievements and other, you know, pixel earning mechanisms in the game. But we use that as proof of played, right? You act that's the only way to get pixel is either you're holding the NFT right now where you're gonna get a pixel reward or you're gonna earn it in game. There's no other way to get that into the game. Then you can buy packs just like a traditional game, whether that's with pixels that you've earned in the game or with fiat. And so when it comes to the game engine itself, I stayed away from the blockchain because I don't think it's quite ready for that right now. And what I focused on was asset ownership. So you have this normal game and then you have been leveling your characters, getting customizations, and now it unlocks the ability for you to mint it as an NFT. When you mint that as an NFT, it gets put out to the Web3 chain of your choice. And that way you can sell it on any open market that you want. That can then be imported by another player and they can get that character state and all of that special benefit from that character. So technically someone could make some money. They could play, level some characters and sell it on an open market and make money but it's not designed to just monetize. That's supposed to be the edge case that lets you get some money. But so, we also, one, one other piece is that the characters aren't the only thing that can be exported. We decided that legendary and ultra rare items can also be exported, whether those are abilities or cards and other play mechanics. Those very high end items that have extremely low drop rates are also mintable. So you can mint those to the blockchain, and then you can also export pixels from the game into ink, which is our blockchain token. And that ink token would allow you to make purchases on some of the open markets that we control, which we have control over the experience that they can accept ink. So you're talking about a script, like a movie script of six characters that have a story, And 40 we, characters is, that we've designed, and we are many? looking 40? to do uh, some. Uh, we are looking to do movie treatment, but right now we're focusing mainly on the game and okay. a, a great narrative around the single player campaign for that. But game. you're focusing like in common games or like creating a metaverse where people like they can mirror their, themselves, like create an avatar. All these things. Are you looking? No, uh, that's not our focus. Like that? So. What's interesting is that we had to create really amazing 3D models because we're doing this giant customization engine because that's the, the purpose of, you know, having varied characters, right? We want to have a Fortnite-like experience with how many okay. skins and variants are available for all the characters. So we okay, built so an engine focused, in Unreal huh? Engine 5 
that allows us to swap out different 3D layers and do mm. 3D based NFTs and 3D NF uh, models where you can swap out clothes, shoes, faces, and all of these different attributes. Okay, okay. And then we export those into the Unity engine for the game. Can the NFTs being stored in a like hard wallet, like in a hot, uh, cold wallet? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Okay. And how that function? How how is the value function uh, there? How can so people basically give that the value? way the the way we look at it is it's how long you've been holding that particular NFT is based on the reward that you get when you redeem it. So okay, the so people that have been holding our NFT since the very beginning, yeah. they will get the largest pixel bonuses when the game. Okay, so time is the currency in your game. So the more time you have been with the item, the more you will be rewarded. Exactly. That's okay. exactly it. And then <laughs> at release, you'll get that huge bonus. And that's how we're starting the economy. Okay, so in okay. the beginning, there'll be no items at the, at the shop, right? There is no blockchain items that have been created yet. That's how the game has to start, right? Because the whole idea for the economy is that's where the users monetize. And then we use just normal game mechanics for our monetization. So we're not trying to make it so Inc.'s value goes up. That's not important to us. What is important to us is the utility of that being able to buy the right items and then being able to sell cool items that actually have real world value to make money. That's what we want to provide for them in that environment and not need to take profit from it because we're getting profit at another part of the gaming cycle. And they're different economies. They're different people. It's just a totally different uh, workflow. Yeah, and you have been very hard on marketing. I have seen uh, billboards on on Manhattan, I think, in New York that you that were paid huge. Yeah, uh, we've billboards. had billboards in uh, in New York. We did them in Miami. We did them in LA at the crypto conferences, and just to kind of keep our name relevant, keep us out there. Uh, we definitely had a marketing spend during that time, especially when we were trying to release the Eclipse collection, which was the second set of 30 characters. Um, that, that that took some time. Okay, and, and why you get interested in this? Because you are like kind of a wallet guy, right? You you coding wallets and all this stuff, and then you go to creating games. I, I've <laughs> actually this, made a lot of different stuff. Weirdly enough, um, in my career, I've made I've worked on a lot of different projects. Okay, I used to work at also. Oakley and their web team doing video transcoding and e-commerce work. Uh -huh. I've built apps for Facebook, like when you were rating videos, but like the um, uh, Super Bowl videos uh, ad, uh, advertisements mm -hmm. on Facebook. I built that for them one year. Um, I built a bunch of stuff when I was at Coinbase, but I was doing distributed systems and microservice infrastructure, building infrastructure stuff similar to Kubernetes uh, yeah. for many years. So I, I just like building things. <laughs> It's about time I built the game. Yeah, I've built like, a lot of other do stuff. You, do you like Tim Burton or something? Because I think that your yeah, the, the characters in your game are very similar to the tonic of Tim Burton. Oh, absolutely. He was definitely someone that we took inspiration from. When yeah. we decided our requirements, right, we wanted to have something that was a little horror, uh -huh. but uh, worked for a large audience. So young kids to old, uh, older generation can relate to the characters that we're making. 
And we loved the Tim Burton style. We loved Beetlejuice. Yeah, we yeah. liked the stories from the movies in the 90s, uh, you know, 80s and 90s, where like groups of kids get together and solve different stuff like Goonies. Uh, so a lot of that we used as inspiration. And like, I would love to be able to work with Tim Burton someday because that guy's a genius. He's, yeah, yeah, the, I the, agree. The, the work he's done has been amazing. Yes, completely. Yeah, but I think that it is a great work that you have done, Josh, building a great team, that this is the most important thing, I think, because every professional is doing their own their own thing, right? And together they are building this masterpiece that people may may use and, make, uh, and may play with it and earn, start earning this pixel token and all this creating the economy that I think that it is very related also to the metaverse stuff. So I congratulate you, Josh, for having this project, this amazing project. And thank you very much for joining us today in SmartVCH Twitter Hangout. We would like to give you also a Cholos Army NFT. We will be our pleasure if you are willing to accept. Also, Mini Satoshi and all, all the assistants today. And thank you very much, Cholos Army, for joining today also. Everyone who has joined, Hayden, everyone, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Thanks. Thanks for having uh, me, Josh. Thanks for sharing everything, I, especially to the end. Clemson's Nightmare, I, I that heard of it. Wow. It, it, I've been going through it. It looks incredible. I, I cannot wait. Uh, it, this, this looks really cool. Well, if you have feedback, you know, we're, we're working on all sorts of stuff. Um, the the it's going to be an in, intense ride over the next you know year or two. <laughs> well, thank you, Josh. Bye, bye, everyone. Bye. Bye, guys.